Hi, I'm Megan Francis. And I'm Dave Kroc. And this is the LifeWork Podcast. In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Welcome to episode 2.3. 2.3. Of LifeWork. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in the week on time management and managing how we utilize our time, how do we make more of it, all that fun stuff. And uh, today's, we kind of want to take some time to just discuss, you know, people are different. Yeah. Go figure, right? Yeah, no. Who knew? <laughs> take a walk down the street, take a look around, go to the state fair. Yeah. And you realize people are really different at the state fair. People are really different at the state fair. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love going to the state fair. Uh, I turn into a whole different person at the state fair, especially with the roast corn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like fried cheese. Yeah. Personally. But. Yeah. I'm the guy at the state <laughs> fair that everyone looks at across the way and thinks, you know what? We're all right. <laughs> There's that guy we could Who's be like, guy? yeah. So um, one of the things that separates a lot of people that I, in just talking about the subjects we've been on here, early bird versus night owl. Oh yeah. What, what is that about? How does that impact time? How one yeah. manages one's time? Cause the world seems to operate a certain way, a certain way, right? Nine, I have to, five. I have to um, inter- interject here yeah. that, that Dave and I have no idea whether the other is a night owl or a morning, a morning early bird. So I have a, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that you're a night owl. Yep. You got me. Okay. And I think you might be more toward the like self, like the forced early bird situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I, okay. I'm, I'm kind of like <laughs> if it all left to my devices, if I just, I, I can stay up really late, but mm-hmm. I love when I get up early and I have solid routine, which is something yeah. we can talk about today. Um, solid routine and kind of set the day off ready, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. And I also will say that I, I think this is something that often evolves with time. Um, and uh, there's this, and I also kind of think sometimes it's like a false choice too. Like there's this, like there's early bird or night owl. I'm almost more of like a 8.30 a.m. to like 12.30 person. So oh, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I don't, I'm, I've, I'm never going to join the 5 a.m. club, a.m. club. I've tried. Yeah, and I've tried and I'm miserable. I want to fall asleep by 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't, that's usually when I would usually be hitting my stride mm-hmm. is like nine or 10, you mm-hmm. know, and instead I just want to go take a nap. Right. So I've found over the years that I, I've had to kind of curtail that habit of staying up really, really late because I get that second wind and it's kind of, it's misleading. And then you're done. And then you're done. Right. The, the morning is screwed. <clears throat> the morning yeah. is totally shot. Yeah. Um, but if I get up too early and I've tried that, Several, you know, I've given it a real college try, um, getting up really early. And I find that it's great for the first hour or two. And I love that feeling of being up for anybody else and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the sunrise and it feels great. Yeah. And then I just hit a wall really hard. And then I lose productivity at a time of day that I really need it, which is when my clients are really busy is between like nine and five. Right. You know, typically. So, so there's so, a, there's a sweet spot then. Yeah. So there is. a good more, a relatively early in the morning yeah but relatively being the operative term there right yeah 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 i think that's that's good yeah and the other thing i've noticed is it seems like different people have different um so there's a sweet spot of of when to get up right to kind of set the day off uh well um prime the day well Mm -hmm. and then there's the time that people work best when their brains are most on fire and i don't know too many people um i don't know i'm sure everybody's a little bit different but i don't know too many people where you know 2 p.m they're the sharpest they've ever been i don't know what it is about 2 p.m right now and we're both we both look terrible (laughs) 
I have, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I have <laughs> accessing words becomes tougher, yeah. you know, and I, and maybe that's because of the time of getting up and getting the day going. And yeah. by that point in time, you've kind of burned through a lot. Well, of we had energy. lunch a couple hours ago, right? right? So, you know, we had that little calorie sugar burst and sure. now it's kind of slumping a bit. And I, I, I right. think that's very normal. Like that mid afternoon slump is usually the time of day I want to get up and do anything besides stare at my computer. Right. And think good thoughts that's what i'm talking to you that's why i'm yes it chose this time to have a conversation with you exactly <laughs> and i'm going to take a sip of my my tea here oh yeah so we should totally promote that i i have no this is not a sponsored plug in any way shape or form but i've discovered this tea it's called cognite c-o-g-n-i-t-e-a and i think it's just cognite.com but um it's it's tea that the entire premise is to help focus you yeah um so you know i tried it i got it in one of those little mystery pack type mm-hmm. type things you know a, a um a subscription box and so i i ordered some and brewed it up according to the instructions uh sipped on it for half the glass and i i'll be darned if i wasn't more clear-minded you know it's funny because i've had cognitive and, and you gave me the sales pitch before you you know brewed up my cup right that one time yep and I really did also feel like I was getting a boost, but then I couldn't tell if it was real or if it was a power of suggestion. So or placebo. Or placebo. So and I think there is something yeah. to that too as well. So I think so. I think so. I think I think there's certainly and and there's some. Uh, I don't know if it's a specific uh, mineral or yeah. how they approach what they what they put into it, but um, I've seen that in other products mm-hmm. in which promote the same thing. So I'm yeah. I'm assuming there's some validity. There's got to be something to it. But uh, it's my it's my it's your pick you up. It's my pick me up. It's yeah. it allows me to be somewhat sharp at 2 p.m. Oh, all right. Well, you know, we kind of took a little detour, which we do, which is great. Yeah. Um, what, we talked about. What were we originally? I don't know what we what were we doing here. Well, we were talking about morning routines, really. Yeah. But that also then can also be day daytime routines, afternoon routines, and and evening routines. Right. So, um, I'd love to hear about yours. Like, what is your morning routine? Sure, sure. Well, I like to uh, I like to keep the morning as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, reason being, the fewer decisions I have to make in the morning, the more sharp I am for all the decisions that inevitably will come up oh. during the daytime. Okay. Um, there is a thing called decision fatigue. Yeah. Um, you know, the brain actually starts to run out of willpower when you're constantly making decisions and having to d- discern what's the right way to go in a situation yeah. and stuff. So. I try and eliminate making a lot of those decisions early in the morning. It's why guys like Mark Zuckerberg wear exactly the same thing every day. Uh, did you see that Facebook post that was going yeah. around? Where- <laughs> it, it was, it was, he actually posted it. It, was a, okay. it was a picture of his closet. And on the left side, it was just the same t-shirt. Yeah. There was about 20 of them. And on the right side, it was the same hoodie, I think. Yeah. And uh, there you go. But yeah. he, Steve Jobs is another guy, same thing. Just you don't have to think about what you're wearing so right. you can put your mind to use for other things. Well, I'm not like that. I, I tend to wear lots of different things, but um, in terms of the time I get up, I try and keep it as consistent as possible between weekdays and weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I found is if I oversleep, do that catch up sleep thing on the weekend, it throws me yeah, off. I it throws me off. So I try and keep that consistent. But um, yeah, so, okay. So talking through the morning routine. So I, I get up, um, immediately brew a cup of coffee, uh, but just one cup. I don't drink a pot mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, usually spend some time reading, um, and it's things that I choose to read. So if I, if I just get up and open Facebook and start flipping through or looking at a news feed or, mm-hmm. um, flipboard or something along those lines, what happens is all those different types of inputs that come in start to move me in a direction of things that I should quote unquote be thinking yeah. about because these are the inputs. 
when I would prefer to say this is what I want to be my input. So, um, you know, I'm a man of faith, so I spend a lot of time in scripture in the morning, quiet time, music going, and um, and then dig into the breakfast, which is almost always the same thing every day. What is your breakfast? So um, I am a fan of white egg. Yeah. So I will make um, about the equivalent of eight to ten eggs in egg beaters um oh wow egg whites so no cholesterol yeah just good amount of protein um in the morning then i usually have a protein shake or something like that with it okay so there you go there you go and then, right, and this takes you all the way up until not morning um it depends on the day yeah. um, all of those things can be compressed into a short period of time yeah or a little bit longer period of time you know i can yeah. spend more time reading um i can spend a longer time eating but i've done that entire routine then kick in the shower get ready yeah. and be able to be out the door um i've done the whole thing in an hour so I, you know it can be as short or as long as it needs to be yeah okay well this is interesting because yeah. i have a very different approach <laughs> okay um and you never said what time you get up did you um so it's usually weekdays it's about seven okay um i i think it's very i i could do the like you're saying the sweet spot i could probably go anywhere from six to eight if, yeah if i'm really thinking about it um when i'm like away on vacation and i'm in a really nice place where there's lots of natural light my Mm -hmm. body immediately reverts to when the sun comes up and when the sun goes down which quite often in some of these places is 5 a.m right so all of a sudden instantly i'm on the 5 a.m you know 8 or 9 p.m schedule but uh yeah usually about seven and i have a much easier time waking up earlier in the summer and when the sun comes up earlier and when it becomes those dark dreary days i have a really difficult time so my my it's a little different because i have kids and so i can't um especially if my husband is out of town or not around, I really can't just decide when I'm going to get up. I sort of am beholden to their schedule to some degree, but we've really worked out. We've we're in this, you know, we've been married for 18 years now. So this has been a long, you know, us figuring it out. And we've really realized that if I get a little extra sleep in the morning, I can power through the whole day Mm -hmm. and finish strong. Mm -hmm. If he sleeps in, he'll sleep until three. Like he, (laughs) like if he sleeps past say 830 is he's done he just can't thing. stop sleeping it's wow. just like so and then he has a really hard time getting going and it took us a long time to figure this out there's been a lot of trial and error um yeah. so even though we used to have that sort of like fight over whose feet hit the floor first right right now he's sort of embraced that it's going to be him um on the other hand i'm the person who mans the alarm clock because he'll sleep through it hmm. for every time and every then i just lay time. there listening to it like you know his phone is like bleep 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 and i'm like are you, are you kidding me you don't hear that so the That's way it's interesting how people <laughs> can it? do that i know I, yeah. I i i don't know how it happens so the way we're working it right now and have been since um i don't know for probably better part of the last year is the alarm goes off at seven um i lean over and kick him <laughs> He, so the second alarm kicks yes. him. Yeah. And and the funny thing is I wake up before my alarm goes off now. Like it's always, have you ever had that where you yeah. wake up and yep. you take a breath and think, oh, it must be. And then do, do, do. And there, so it, is. I, and there yep. it is. Um, so I know, exa- and I, my body is really tuned to that. But then he gets up and actually gets the little ones going, does the driving. And I get about another hour of sleep. Nice. And honestly, just, just being able to get out of bed at eight or eight 15 rather than seven, just, it just tweaks me that much more toward that energy burst that I need because then I really, I get up and I'll have, um, I always have a cup of tea mm-hmm. like you, just one. I hardly even ever finish it, but mm-hmm. I drink my morning tea very sweet and I put a ton of milk in it. I drink, drink it like the British do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a singular piece of toast with peanut butter on it. I've gone actually through, I'm also very habitual about my breakfast, but mm-hmm. I've gone through different things for a while. I was having like two slices of bacon and that, cause I like to have a really light breakfast because then I like to have a bigger lunch. So 
I would have two slices of bacon. That was great for a while. Then I got sick of that. Then it was like one over medium egg and a piece of toast. And then I did that for, I mean, like a year. A while, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then I kind of went, I think I just got tired of making eggs or something. So um, I now I have one piece of toast with peanut butter on it. And I try to make that first half hour or hour that I'm up not wasted. And I think that yeah. that is really tough, like not just sure. falling down the social media right. rabbit hole. Right. Um, it's different for me every day. I might take a look and I, we talked about this in another episode where I make my to-do list the night before. Mm-hmm. So I usually take a few minutes to kind of look that over and just get myself right. Um, I may look at my email if I, if I'm expecting something, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, I'm waiting on an email to come in. Sometimes I'll just, you know, have a text chat with a friend. I like to keep my mornings kind of flexible because mm-hmm. I find that for myself, the more uh, I guess restrictions I put on myself first thing, the more I start to rebel against them. And then by like, by like noon, my like obedience right. fatigue is gone. Is gone. Right. And I just, we've well, had to exercise the willpower yes, a lot earlier, a lot earlier. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, my, my afternoons tend to be much more scheduled. If I really want to get stuff done consistently at a certain time, if, if there's like an exercise class, I want to know for sure I'm going to go to, or, um, you know, like recording with you or like a recording schedule that I know that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It almost always has to be either late morning or afternoon because I just know that's by that point, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. If I do it too early, I'll just be like, oh, what? Yeah. I just got out of bed. I don't want to do that yet. You know? <laughs> right. So right. yeah. The rebel kicks in. The rebel kicks in. So yeah. But then it's all affected by your nighttime routine too, I think. Right. You right. can't have one without the other. No, which is a very interesting point because I think a lot of people... We we talked about this off air, I guess, before yeah. we started. It the hot buzzword right now is morning routines. Right. I mean, it seems like every business podcast, every lifestyle yeah. podcast, um, just about every blog is talked in some way, shape, or form yeah. about morning routines and how important they are. And and the re- the research backs it up, right? When you can do it right, when you can define yeah. how your day is going to go, if the first hour of your day is awesome, usually the rest of the day is right. better, right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that a lot, not a lot of people talk about the evening routine, which can actually drive a lot of oh, the morning of routine, right? So, you know, it, one, one way or one thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about is how do I get up earlier? How mm-hmm. do I, I, if I just, you know, resort to my natural devices, I'll be waking up at nine, 10 o'clock, right? right? So how do I get up earlier? And sometimes just going to bed doesn't cut it cause you're not tired right. yet. Yeah. So you have to force yourself to do the get up thing, which then slowly makes you more tired yeah. in the evening. But so what I'm what I'm curious about, and you've mentioned um, in your evening routine, so to speak, you will make the list of yeah. what's important for the next day. What else is kind of part of that sort of wind down? Yeah, and this routine? is really I have to admit this has really evolved for me over the years. I used to be a real burn the midnight oil kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really stay up till one or two working, and then I think I just like around thirty, I just hit a wall where it was like like a bird when you throw the blanket over the cage. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... Nine and, they're, and they're done. <laughs> and you're done at about like nine o'clock. And this was when I had a lot of really small children and I was sleep deprived all the time. And it was just like, I would hit a certain point where I could barely make words. It was just like, blah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, that was when I really started kind of embracing, not necessarily an early bedtime, but an early night is over time. Like it's kitchens closed. Um, you know, work is over. I'm not opening my computer back up, that kind of stuff. And now I would say, you know, after the kids go to bed at eight, there's usually about a half an hour to an hour. My husband's also self-employed where we'll both kind of deal with some like wrap up kind of stuff that we didn't get to during the day. That's when I'll make my list and maybe I'll have a cup of tea or maybe I'll have a cup of wine or whatever. A cup, a cup. I don't drink wine out of cups. And really drink it out of glass. Hey, you never know. Like a sippy <laughs> like cup. A, like a, I'll have my sippy cup of wine. Um, yeah. And then I will end up, you know, just kind of like looking, giving myself a hard stop and looking at the clock and be like, done. Yeah. 
shut it down. And I will say that uh, my husband and I try to go to bed at the same time every night. And there's times I've told people that and they're like, mouths hang open. And they just can't. Yeah, yeah. Like what? I, you know, my husband goes to bed at 10 and I stay up until two or vice versa. And I find that if we didn't make that time, even though we're around each other a lot, we're yeah. usually doing other things or focused on other stuff. If we didn't make that time, we wouldn't. And now, you know, we're watching usually bad TV in mm-hmm. bed or sure. sometimes sit on the couch first. But it's not like it's super quality time every time, but it's time that we're setting aside. And then it helps us also get synced. So that's, you know, for the morning and mm-hmm. for what we have to do the next day. So that's kind of really our time. Um, Which is good and, from yeah. a balance standpoint. Oh, sure. I know, I know for a lot of self-employed people, I, I, I'm a little bit more fortunate because I don't work out of my home. Right. So I, I will go into an office somewhere mm-hmm. and, and I'll be spending, depending on which business it is, but I'll be spending time in that office. And so it actually helps me to have these movements of time and space where yeah. I'm not in the same place where I, when I'm living, you know, the mm-hmm. rest of my life as when I'm working. But for somebody that works from home, and I'm curious to get your perspective on this, how do you set some of those limits in terms of what time is for what? And it, it sounds like you've got some good routines for like creating a hard stop right? Um, between those breaks. But that's one thing I've noticed has been really helpful for me. The more, the more I incorporate in times that are specifically not allowed for the stuff from right. the business side that could creep in, um, the clearer my mind is and the more focused when I go back to those sorts of things and the more present I am yeah. in the rest of my life. So I'm curious what your tips are for people that work from home or yeah. who set their own schedules to sure. help define some of those things. So I, what I found is um, I used to try to do it the opposite way and it didn't work for me. And I, I used to try to really um, hyper schedule my time. So, you know, four to six was going to be making dinner and hanging with the kids and like X, Y, you know, there was all these yep. like kind of slots I had set up. And I realized that for me, and this is maybe just the way I'm built, my default's always going to be work. Like I'll always sure. default to work. Right, right. Um, And so I had to just set times for not work mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically just creating these sacred spaces and yeah. times that yeah. are not for work. Really, it's all kind of all I needed because then I found when work is off the table, I'll find ways to fill my time that are fulfilling to me. And it's like, you know, sometimes there's a little adjustment period, like, wait, wait, what? I'm not working. Uh, right, right. You know, what do I do? What do I, now what do I do? So right. between like six and eight, that, that is not work. That right. is not work time. And then after about nine, that is not work. Yep. Um, those are kind of like, and it sounds silly to say there's three hours a day I have set aside for not work, but it's kind of how it works out yeah, because sure. I also have things like going to the gym, typically not work, mm-hmm. driving down the street, right? usually not working during that time. Shouldn't do work <laughs> Shouldn't during that time. Working. Showering. So there's lots of little times and then sleeping. And I really, I'm a real stickler for getting eight hours at night. I just really need it. I know a lot of people don't, but I find that it makes everything else run so much more smoothly. So sure. that also is not for work. Right. Right. Um, but I've just found that just by kind of setting that line in the sand or drawing that line in the sand, I didn't have to overthink it too much. Right. And so it doesn't creep into everything. And I still have time set aside for the things that need to get done and for sure. my family and spouse and everything else. Right. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. It, it, I think deliberately creating times yeah. where there's no work allowed is a nice, a nice pro tip to think yeah. about, you know, to, to actually put in the schedule. Because I, I know when this is just me, but if I'm sitting around and I've got this wide open space of time with no defined end, except at what point I become unconscious right. the rest of the day, right. um, I'll just float around between whatever feels interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which doesn't, doesn't define what I should be doing, which we talked about, you know, before is yeah. part of the, part of the idea of defining your life and, and designing your life is deciding what you're going to spend your time on. 
Um, but so that's that, I think that's really important to actually yeah. define those things. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think like you it. have to know yourself a little bit too right. for that kind of thing. Like what is going to work better for you? Another thing we're going to be talking about in a couple of days are weekends. Yes. And I think especially people working parents cannot underestimate, you know, it feels a little skimpy to say, well, on an average weeknight, I'm maybe only going to spend two focused hours on my kids, but really I'm only really around them for like four. I mean, they don't get home right. until four o'clock. Right. So that feels pretty manageable to me, but the weekend is like a blank slate and that you can't underestimate how much you can pack in yeah. during those two ish days. That's amazing. Um, to That's really amazing. kind of take advantage of that time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and tomorrow on the episode, we're going to be talking to talking to Laura Vanderkam yeah. who wrote the book 168 hours. You have more time than you think. Yes. Which is like a, that's a perfect thought to keep in right. mind is the reality is there's, there's probably a lot more time available to us than we know or, you know, yeah. utilize because exactly. of some of the habits we've been talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was that a good place to leave this one? I think, think we Dave? should. I think All we right. should. Let's do it. And we'll be back tomorrow again with our interview with Laura Vanderkam, who has a lot of great books and thoughts on time management and productivity. Great interview. So yeah, looking, back tomorrow. looking forward to it. Yeah. All righty. All right. Till next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday. And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.